0: you're vibing and you're loving each other and you're not competing with each other. I have a story. You're just like hyping each other up. And it's like, it's, it's so amazing. And I think that that, like, if, if we always treated each other like that and we always hyped each other up and we always like told each other, like, no, you look beautiful. No, your hair doesn't look bad. It looks amazing. Like you look amazing. I can feel your energy and like, it feels so good. If we could always treat each other like that, like what, what a freaking world. That's what we want for our community is to, have the confidence
1: to not feel like you're competing against other women but if i win you win and if i feel confident you feel confident and at the end of the day that's that's what every gal across the world should should be for for the every other gal yeah. for each other yeah <laughs>
2: Welcome to United Conversations for Student Athletes, a Holinsky's Hope Powered podcast supporting the mental health of student athletes. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Nicholson. We talk a lot on United about how important it is to reach out for support when you're hurting, when you need help. We also need to be talking about how important it is to support others, not just when they reach out or we know they're hurting. But all the time, for any reason, all the reason, no reason, but just as a general lifestyle. Today on United, we have two former collegiate soccer players, Lucy Pater and Sydney Eddy. Lucy played soccer at UT Martin and now is a kindergarten teacher. Sydney played soccer at Ole Miss and then a year at BYU Hawaii, and now she's a copywriter for an ad agency. Together, they have a podcast, Athena Speaks, and it has such a fun vibe and a great message of empowerment, encouraging especially women, but really just everybody to support each other because we're all in this life together. I'm excited for you to hear their passion, their energy, and their message. So let's get going with today's conversation with Lucy Pater and Sydney Eddy. Sydney, welcome back to United, and welcome to United, Lucy.
0: Oh, thanks. Yes, Josie, we're so excited to be here. We're really excited to well, be. Here. We're probably too, really too excited. Yeah, like no, I, mean, I mean, no one should ever
2: invite us on anything together. No, it's no, it's gonna, over. It's, it's done. Over. <laughs> I think the three of us are just an excitement bomb. Um, I noticed in like, since I've been podcasting, I say the word excited a lot, but it's actually genuine. I am pretty easily excitable anyway. And so having like y'all and having like the type of people I've had on, I am excited. I really mean it.
1: (laughs) And it's really great when you have people that match your energy because there are some people that are not typically excited and I don't understand. No. How do you live through life?
0: Yes. Just like, yeah. Mundane. Mundane. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand how you don't get like, you know, just like jacked up for like literally anything.
2: <laughs> have you seen the movie soul? No. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So we have a yes and a no. So people that regularly listen, I'm a Pixar fan and soul, you get your spark and it's what's inspiring. And this, well, it's a spoiler, spoiler alert. Turn it off like just for a second. This little soul guy figures out that his spark is life and living life. Yes. And no, about you're about gonna cry, no stop. I'm
0: going gonna- <laughs> <about> to say about <laughs> No, there's already tears. But he
2: thinks it's his music. His spark is life. And he keeps trying to
1: chase the music dream. Guys, oh my God. This is life. I feel like this is me. Yeah.
2: yeah. This is me. This is me. It you're going to love Your this. spark is life. Your spark is life. Oh my well, God. Well, now you have a whole Yeah. I feel, I
1: feel acknowledged. Let's watch it. Yeah. I have a lot of things that we need to watch via Pixar with Sydney to where oh I can try and talk through it. We just recently watched, not Pixar, we just watched a documentary together. And my fiancé literally made fun of our body language as we watched it because we pause and talk about things that have happened but when we talk about the things that happen, we have to turn our shoulders to face each other. So it's, he, he, acts us, he acts it out for us, which is hilarious. So I can only imagine what we would do during the Soul movie. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And Inside
2: Out. You also have to watch Inside oh, Out. Oh, I love
1: Inside Out. I read the book also. Big advocate didn't... to my class.
2: Oh, oh, okay. I was like, there's a book?
1: And I attempted to do all of the voices of all of the emotions. And I had to have water on stat because it really takes a toll on the vocal cords to be yeah. to be joy and then sadness i mean and a lot of disgust yeah you know, she's lot. It's hard it's a lot of nasal yeah
2: well anger that was my favorite when he's like congratulations san francisco you ruined pizza first the hawaiians and now you <laughs> yes anger i've got like it right my my oh, um, what a sweet movie
0: yeah
2: it really is okay so yeah. um now really like- we're here <laughs> <laughs> But it is why we're here. It's- Wait, we're not here to review movies all day? Like, Well, I could do it. But it actually is why we're here, because we're here because of the two of you. You guys have known each other for a long time. I'm not going to spoil your stories because it's yours to tell. But you both kind of have this passion for mental health, but also like how the mindset and particularly the mindset of women and empowerment impacts your mental health. So you guys have some, a lot of projects, but the main one that I'm so jazzed about currently is Athena Speaks, which is your podcast. Woo! Yes. And having listened to a few episodes, I'm just so jazzed about the things that you guys are doing.
1: Yeah. No, no also, we're love, also
2: really jazzed. Yeah.
1: love <laughs> that you used an adjective for excited, AKA jazzed. So yeah. we're going to start using that too. Yeah, we're we're also really jazzed. No, uh, Sydney and I have known each other for over 10 years, right? I'm yeah. saying that right. Okay, great. No, yeah, I probably, I probably should know that, but it, it has been over 10, 10 plus years. I think years. it's like
0: 13 years. Yeah, exactly. 13 Wait. years. Oh, love that your birthday
1: on the 13th. Yeah. Okay, great. Years. Um, So we've known each other obviously for a long time. And throughout that time, Sydney and I have lived in different places. We've been, we've done different things. One of the cool things that have, that's kept our friendship alive is that we both are just super passionate about, Inspiring other people to be confident in themselves because we've each been through different but similar journeys where we weren't that way, and now that we feel like we've kind of found our spark, if you will, we're really pumped. Yeah, another uh, synonym for excited. We're really pumped.
0: Yeah, we are really pumped. for
1: Athena Speak. So it's been really fun yeah. to do that stuff. There. I'm
0: stoked for you.
2: Yes. Oh, we're killing it. Yes. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. stoked. Yes. Huh. Let's keep it going. Yeah. let keep it going.
2: But, um, but yeah, no, it's awesome. So, why don't you guys just kind of share some of your mental health story and how Athena Speaks um, kind of grew out of that?
0: Yeah. So, a big thing that Athena Speaks kind of grew out of and something that we didn't mention is Lucy and I actually met because we played soccer together. We played club soccer together. Um, We both went on to play in college. And so I think for me, I was always like a worrier. That was, I was always a worrier. I came out of the womb worrying, but I wasn't necessarily an overly anxious person. Um, I can remember times throughout middle school and high school, very rarely, having like slight panic attacks, but I was never like this overly anxious person or I never really like struggled, I guess, with my mental health. And actually like throughout high school, I was a very, very confident human, not saying that you can't like have anxiety and confidence at the same time because you totally can. But I guess what I mean is that I didn't, I hardly experienced anxious moments through high school. I was like very confident, very like sure of myself, knew who I was, all these things. And I got out of high school and a lot of that revolved around soccer, but I got out of high school and I went to play college soccer. And I suddenly just kind of hit this really weird place with my mental health where not only was I really anxious, but I was also pretty depressed and kind of just like, I say, go going down a dark path like I'm sure to like some people, like yes. it wasn't, going it down. Was, yeah, going down, going down dark, dark path. path. Yeah. It wasn't that dark, but I was, I was like doing things and making decisions that in my right mind, I, I don't think that I would have made. Um, and I know part of that comes from just being in college and learning about yourself, but I think it was just looking back on it. It makes me really sad. And then having to to take years, honestly, to rebuild my confidence and to rebuild, you know, like a healthy mindset, it took so much work. And I'm like, man, I wish I would have just like, like been like working on it consistently throughout instead of having to like rebuild myself afterwards. And so I think that that's where a lot of like Lucy and I's passion for helping people and like trying to like empathize with people and like understand their story and help them and guide them. I think that's where so much of that passion comes through is because I'm like, I wish I would have had more of a support group during those times. Right. Um, instead I I had people that were honestly kind of dragging me along through the muck and that's where all of this kind of starts. And, And Lucy and I started coaching soccer together, coaching young girls. And we were just like, man, like, this is so, impactful for both parties. Like it's so impactful for the girls. It's so impactful for us. We we want to do this with more, more women. You know, like right now we're working with 18 girls. What if we can reach 50 girls? What if we can reach a 200, whatever. We want to just expand this audience of young women who we're trying to impact. Right. And my my
1: experience with mental health I grew up in a really toxic environment and household. And so I did grow up an anxious kid and it led me to a lot of, I guess it it led me down a path where I didn't get the right equipment and tools that I needed to build the foundation of myself. So when I left for school, I didn't have anything solid to stand on. And so for me, it took, again, just a lot of investment to recognize that the toxic part of my childhood and past is actually not normal, and I shouldn't accept it as normal. And by not accepting it, by giving it, you know, hitting the rejection, the rejection button, I got the opportunity to actually find out who I am. And and now Sydney and I talk constantly about this project and how, I mean, I'm turning 29 in the fall. Sydney just turned 28. I don't know if I'm allowed to tell everyone your age, but I did. <laughs> Sorry. But we, we see this, and I finally am, I feel like now I finally know who I am more so than I have ever in my life. And I, and I know that there's more to find out. So it just is, it's something that, again, we look back and we can't change the past, but it would have been really dope if we could have had this at the, at the age where we needed it most.
2: Yeah. Man, I hear you. And it's so cool to take that insight and translate it into a product. Right. Right. So One of the things that I heard because I want to hear about like the foundation, like the mission of Athena Speaks, this Mm -hmm. podcast. And one of the ways I described it was, and I, I mean, y'all said it that one of the missions is to have women treat women the way they do when they've been drinking and they meet up in the bathroom.
1: Yes. Yes. Literally that. Literally that. (laughs) Literally that. Bathroom
0: talks with random women. Bathroom talks with random women. Like that. I think every single woman, if you're of drinking age, of course, if you're drinking age and you've had a couple drinks and you go into the bathroom in a bar and there's like all these random girls in there and they're like, Oh my God, I love your shirt. And you're like, Oh my God, I love your shirt. You look so beautiful. Right. And like, you're vibing and you're loving each other and you're not competing with each other. I have a story. You're just like hyping each other up. And it's like, it's, it's so amazing. And I think that that, like, if, if we always treated each other like that. And we always hyped each other up and we always like told each other, like, no, you look beautiful. No, your hair doesn't look bad. It looks amazing. Like you look amazing. I can feel your energy. And like, it feels so good. If we could always treat each other like that, like what, what a freaking world. Can I share a funny anecdote about
1: just an example of this happening to Sydney and I in real life? Of course. So we're from Nashville and Nashville obviously has a very fun going out scene. So Sydney and I were this Karaoke. Oh, Oh, sorry. Oh yes. Yes. We have it. We have a, we have a karaoke. Yeah. On the to-do list for us. (laughs) Anyway, um, we were in this bar called rebar and Sydney and I naturally went to the bathroom together. And whilst in the bathroom, Whitney Houston's, I want to dance with somebody came on and Sydney and I just could not contain our voices. I mean, we're both (laughs) like squatting to pee. And screaming, singing, not in a way that sounds harsh, but just in a way that sounds like we've committed, you know? (laughs) And this woman in the bathroom heard us singing (laughs) and waited for us to come out and said, I had to meet the girls that just live without fear. You guys look like you're freaking awesome. Can I buy y'all a drink? (laughs) I want you
0: to meet my brother. I'm like, yeah. We were like, yeah, sure. We're in like soccer short. No, we literally, we
1: literally look, you know, like our usual MO of dressing for our inner goddess and not our, you know, everyone else's expectations. So I'm, I'm comfy. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for all activities. So it was, yeah, that's what we want for our community is to, have the confidence to not feel like you're competing against other women. But if I win, you win. And if I feel confident, you feel confident. And at the end of the day, that's, that's what every gal across the world should, should be for you for the every other gal yeah. for each other. Yeah.
0: Like you should have no other reason to support each other except for that. Like you're a woman dope. I support you. Yeah. Like, amen. And that should be it.
2: Amen. And you know, so here's, what's cool. Like, so the, um, the podcast, every now and then has guests, but you guys take topics that are so relevant, so salient to, to women right now, and just talk about them, but talk about them in a way that's so authentic, so real, and it kind of addresses different ideas that society has about what it means to be feminine, what it means to be a woman, some of the Uh, bull crap that we, particularly as Southern women have been fed throughout our lives about, you know, how to be successful as a woman, because, you know, you can't just be successful. It has to be as a woman. And, and I love that because it's, it's so universal. These experiences are so universal. And the listener that's hearing this description may think, oh, it's a girl's podcast. But for me, I am so hopeful that men are listening because, just like um, the experiences that men don't really get, they don't understand. And right. so when we say, like, well, you know, it's just hard to, you know, walk into a room and be the only woman or whatever. It's like they don't get it, um, or these assumptions that you know men make when we're dressed up or when we're older and not married or when we're older and don't have kids, like whatever it is. And I think that's so important to enhance our relationship between the, the genders on all the spectrum.
1: Right. I mean, Sydney and I talk all the time about how like, we actually try really hard to understand men. Like there's a lot of time investment for me trying to figure out what's going on. And what'd you call it? Your pea-sized brain. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Also Sydney and I don't, we don't, don't
0: and we want to like, we want to make that clear as much as possible because I think there has been some confusion and there have been some assumptions, which again, goes back to, you know, these like identities that people put on women. They're like, Oh, you're a feminist. Like clearly that means you hate men. I'm like, okay, absolutely not Time out. No. I just, I just recognize the difference generally speaking between men and women. And I'm, and I'm here to like embrace, embrace women, right? Like we're pro lady. That's it. We're not anti anything. We're right. just pro lady. And I think what you just said is like, it's so true. Like I, I would love for more men to also listen so that they can just kind of like understand the female journey a little bit better because yeah. I, I feel like the entire world points towards the male journey. Right. Um, And so I have Four a lot women. more like, I have a lot more like market research on men um, because like everything in the world is kind of like set up for them, but, but we don't really get to like explain ourselves as much. And I think that that's important. Or if we do get the opportunity,
1: it's always with the tail end and it's always like coupled with emotion and it's always emotion first. And I don't think that it's fair to label having emotion as a weakness, but unfortunately that seems like The usual mo of what happens i mean i i'm an elementary school teacher i can't tell you how many times i have had students or have you know taught seen students in other classes where the boys are always expected to be rowdy you know and play rough and get dirty and like have grass stains on their jeans but but the girls you know there will be there will be teachers that are like oh good i have you know 12 girls and nine boys that means my class is going to be calm you know and that to me is is absolutely ludicrous. Because why do we assume, even as th- from six years old? I mean, you got to think. I mean, kindergarten onward, that these these little girls are are almost expected by their stereotype to be to themselves and put together and neat and organized. And that's projected on them. And from it's projected such an early on them. age,
0: which I think, like, I, like I had a slight, I guess, identity crisis as I kind of became like a grown woman because I was like well I mean crap like I don't I, I don't keep my mouth shut like I'm very opinionated and I don't like dress up and like put a bunch of makeup on and I don't do this and I don't do that like am I even like really a woman right you know and like if, if that's like yes and it, it has nothing to do with these like superficial things or these like projections that society has put on us. And that's another thing with Athena speaks is just recognizing that every single version of womanhood is right. Yes. Every single version of womanhood is correct and it should be embraced and it should be encouraged, um, by yourself and by others.
2: Yeah. Well, and those narratives. So when there's a, um, bare naked lady song, um, good boy, have you guys ever heard, you know, the band?
1: Yeah. Yes. It's the band.
2: I'm not. That's yeah. the only
1: song I know is the one week.
2: Okay. So, you know, homework number two, you know, check it out. But so there's a, an awesome song they have and it's called good boy. And, uh, the lyrics are like, when you were born, they looked at you and said, what a good girl, what a smart girl, what a pretty girl. When you were born, uh, they looked at you and said, what a good boy, what a strong boy. And, um, not pretty. And it's like, you know, talking about, you know, we're born into these chains of stereotypes and, and all this stuff. And then like trying to find yourself, there's a lot of questioning, well, I don't fit into this mold. I mean, I think as athletes, particularly like, I mean, I think it's getting better now, but I mean, you know, it it is such a question, like, can you be feminine and strong and yeah. powerful and talented and, and all these things that society doesn't necessarily put on the same list to describe people.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Do you remember the, um, there were these two girls soccer players that played for Mississippi state when I was in college and every game they had like a bump it. Oh. Do you remember the bumpets in your hair? Yeah. It was a keeper and a center midfielder and they would literally bump it together. And they would play in a full face of makeup. I mean, insane. And ESPN did like a story on them because their look was so signature. And I remember we played them in preseason one year. And most female athletes, I feel like are similar to Sydney and I, where we just like show up and like, hey, here we are, you know, (laughs) this is what, this is what, what you see is what you get, you know, and I'd rather not dress nice and wear bras if needed, you know, the push-up kind. (laughs) Of bras, Um, but these girls like did this every single game, and I remember rolling in. We watched the ESPN Expo. I mean, it it was a lot. I mean, it was like the Dolly Parton of soccer players. I mean, you're rolling into this really intense image, very feminine, hyper feminine Mm -hmm. looking image. (laughs) These girls were badasses. I mean, they want this goalkeeper uh, dominated the game. I mean, we ended up tying one one. Their center midfielder was like feisty. To where I was like shocked because typically you wouldn't, you know, she's a bump it in. I mean, (laughs) what? (laughs) So I just think about that. Um, I think about those gender roles. My my mom and I talk about this because my mom is also more feminine than I am. And it was a struggle for us growing up because she was always like, why don't you want to wear this? And I got you this dress and these shoes, and this is how you're supposed to walk in heels. And it not in a way that was suffocating, but that that's just the type of woman that she is. And that she wanted, of course, to share some of those things with me. Um, But I also just, I guess I wanted to add that even like, if you're super feminine, which is the stereotypical expectation, doesn't mean that you're not strong and incredible. And that's one of the big things that when we sit here, I think most people assume that because Sydney and I are not uber feminine in, the, in our looks all the time that we don't like
0: it. No. And, and, and I'm, yes, no, I'm, I'm so here for it. Sense? Yeah. And I think on the flip-in too, like, just because maybe you are like, and, and I hate even saying like feminine or masculine, but like, even if you are like a more like masculine woman, like that also doesn't mean that you can't still like dress up and like, Right. Do your hair and do your makeup. Like, I think that that was such a big thing for me when I got out of college, because all of a sudden I had friends that weren't athletes and I had never had friends that weren't athletes. Like I had always hung out with female athletes and they were all the same. Like, like Lucy said, like show up. It is what it is. Like, this is what you get. We're not going to like really like dress up and do a bunch of stuff. But I think that I would feel really self-conscious Oh, 100% being, yeah. Like being like the athlete in the group, like I suddenly would feel so masculine. Like I felt like I was like overpowering them. Like I felt so aggressive. I felt like, so just like, just like, I didn't like fit into like my body. Like it was the most like bizarre experience of all time to like hang out with these super feminine women and to feel like I didn't belong because I didn't dress like them or whatever. And I'm like, that's, that's such an insane, no, it's insane. It's it's such an insane thing. That's just embedded into our minds, right? Is that like, make the choice. You're one or the other.
2: Yeah. I mean, think about, so there's a lot of different stuff here and there's, you know, loads and loads of research and loads of loads of people that know the research better than I do, but women are really critical of each other. I mean, most of the time when, you know, and this is again, just a blanket statement. That's not fair and doesn't apply to everybody. But a lot of times women dress for other women. They're not dressing oh, yeah. to impress.
0: I only men. dress for other we women. We talk about this Josie, yeah. all the time, yeah. because, gonna... and, but like society has done that to us. Yeah. We're like, we're yeah. forced to like have these like super petty competitions with each other because the, because the woman society has decided that the alpha female is not the smartest woman in the room. She's not the strongest woman in the room. She is the most beautiful woman in the room. And so when you go to a social setting as a woman, I know, I know you don't care what you, what you're like wearing for the dudes. No, because the dudes don't care what you're wearing. You want the other women to validate you and you want to like give yourself that opportunity to be like the alpha female, which is the woman who's like dressed the nicest and like looks the best. And like, that is so crappy. Yeah. and then it pits us against each other
2: yes because women will say like so so bump it girls
0: mm-hmm. yes
2: you know yes. they got a lot of criticism Wonder. from so Wonder. much criticism from other oh, yeah. women saying oh, dressing up for soccer like whatever I mean I, I know here it'll miss we get a lot of criticism because it's tradition that um, and it's not a requirement. But before the football games, everybody meets in the Grove and it's, you know, suits and and seersucker pants and sundresses, And, you know, that's Grove attire. And I have absolutely dressed like that to go to the Grove. I've also worn a jersey and cut off shorts, like, yep. right. you, know, exactly. um, you know, Florida jorts. And, you know, it's like these say it's OK for women to want to dress up.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. No. So I was, so back, kind of back to, I guess, another reason why we wanted to have this Athena mindset, Athena goddess. We've played sports our whole lives. We've played together. We've played on other teams together. And I think about my relationship with my teammates and I would go to war for you, even when you're failing I, I, I'm going to bat for you. I'm also coming to you. Honestly, humbly. even
0: if I don't really necessarily like live with you yeah. as a person, like I will do anything. I will for do my teammates. absolutely anything for my
1: teammates. And so we take that mindset, right. And think about what if we had a community of just women, you don't even have to be athletes, but you're being competitive in your life to be the best version of yourself. And then your team wants that for you.
0: Right. Right. Or like you're competing. You're yes. You're competing with the women around you, but in a healthy way, you're not, you're not hoping that they fail for you to succeed So for you to succeed. You're like, if I am, if I'm going to be better, if I'm going to win, then I want to win when I'm at my best and you're at your best. Right. And then when I do win, I know that you're going to support me winning. And then when you win, I know that I'm going to support you winning. It's just like playing soccer, like in college, like I wasn't getting a lot of playing time, but I never, I never wanted to watch my teammates who played ahead of me fail. I, I wanted them to succeed. i I was so genuinely happy for them being successful. I knew that the only way I was going to feel good about playing was if I beat them at my best and at their
2: best. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause it's, it's you, you essentially like, I'm going to clap for you if you're winning and it's not my time. Just like you're going to, your time is coming, your time is coming. And just because it's not on your timeline, doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. And so I think women, I mean, think about social media. We sit here and we see all these women winning, 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 beautiful, 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 slim, 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 all of these things. And they're quote unquote winning. And we look at ourselves because we haven't reached a place of comfort within our own mental health and a place of confidence within ourselves. And we see these women and we're like, why not me? what do I not have? Instead of looking at it as a, that's awesome. Good for her. I'm going to like that. I'm going to like it. I'm going to double tap. And then I'm going to keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing because it's going to happen for me because I have it. I have the inner power within. Mm-hmm. It's yes. wild.
2: Well, and so much sadness comes from questioning ourselves in general. And if we had a community of people around us that Really bolstered us and said, "You're doing it right. You know, yeah. you're going to make mistakes. You're going to, um, you know, not look like everybody else. Hopefully, and be unique. And you're doing it right. But it's so hard because we go through life so fearful of other people's opinions. And you know, <laughs> one of my biggest fears is showing up to a party unbelievably underdressed." Yes, I'm not going to say that
0: Absolutely overdressed.
2: Yeah. That, that fear has uh, been realized a couple of times, but <laughs> you know, I mean, I I think that's the thing too. Like, you know, we're kind of similar in that way. I mean, I know uh, when I first moved back to Oxford after having lived um, you know, all, all different kinds of places within a couple of weeks, I've been invited to this baby shower.
0: Oh, my classic. favorite
2: ba- yeah. baby showers, favorite. not where I shine.
0: Yeah. I don't shine at the baby showers either.
2: <laughs> right.
0: Private baby showers. I win all of the baby games. I get all the
1: prizes. <laughs> I touch everyone's stomach, like si- with permission, of course, but sign me up. Yeah. I'm here for well, that.
2: Well, I, it's just, um, it's a lot of, cause women, I have historically been nervous around a group of women because I fear that I'm not fitting in. I'm not fitting them all. Like what if they, you know, think this or do that. And So I walked in and there's this pottery in Oxford that's amazingly popular called McCarty and it's very expensive. And so I was like, oh, there's a really beautiful, you know, fruit tray, I'm gonna get some uh, fruit. And so I looked and it was all McCarty pottery like plates. And I was like, nope, not gonna eat. So I turn around (laughs) to get some, (laughs) some water or something to drink and it's all water for crystal. I was like, nope, not gonna be drinking.
0: Because I will
2: come, I will have a good time, I will smile. (laughs) (laughs) And that was, I just think back, that was, you know, gosh, that was a very, very long time ago, but how nervous I was around these women, just because I didn't feel like I fit in and my personality is not baby shower shiny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I used to have like really extreme social anxiety with my high school friends because growing up again back before pre pre-therapy Lucy, I I didn't understand that I didn't have to to keep up, but I felt like I needed to because that was the first time I I felt like I had a place, you know? And after I went to college and kind of found my started finding my new self, I would come home and my friends who, who now I've moved past this, but at the time they'd asked me to hang out and I would feel horrible all day waiting to go in there because I felt like they were judging me for not doing the things that they ended up doing. You know, a lot of them went to these huge schools. They joined sororities, which again, awesome. They thrived. I didn't do that. I also, didn't go out. Like I used to go out when I was at home, when I was in my rebuilding phase, like I really took a lot of time to focus on myself and work and exercise and just kind of journal reflect, hang out with like my true, true inner, inner circle. And it's bizarre that you work those things up in your head and your self-talk to your inner you. It's always for the most part my self-talk even now, even with me practicing to have good self-talk can start negative. And then I have to remind myself that, no, no, so sorry, inner Lucy. We can call her Lucia. Mm-hmm. So sorry, Lucia. Mm-mm. No, we're not going to do that, girlfriend. Reel it in. This is how we're going to think about this. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's what we talked about is it just is kind of embedded and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's something that every, if every woman, can sit here and relate to is, is, is that uh, fear of other women is the fear and the feeling of inadequacy because you always see the glass half full and you always assume their glasses half full and you always see your glasses half empty.
0: I think it's, we talked about this a little bit on one of our episodes, but I, I started really thinking about, you know, When I get in like a weird headspace, it typically is when I'm like comparing myself, but it's usually when I'm, I'm comparing myself with others. And, and honestly, like, as I've gotten older, I've started doing that even more because you're like in adulthood and there's like nothing to measure success except for just like, Oh, did you like go to work and like, do, and like clean your dishes? Great. You won adulthood today. And so it like success, I guess, like, or like achievements come they're fewer and far between, I feel Mm -hmm. like in adulthood. And so you have to look for those like small wins. And so then instead you're like scrolling on Instagram and you're seeing all these things. And I realized like, why am I like searching my external environment for things that are there? The answers are within me. Why am I going outside of myself to figure out like who I need to be? Like it's here, it's within me. Like I know And also, why am I jealous of things that I don't even want? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I see these people on Instagram, they're like, I just bought this house, blah. And I'm like, I'm so jealous. And I'm like, but I'm not, I don't want to live in the suburbs in a house that like, looks like I have four kids. Like I'm not, I'm not there yet. I don't want that eventually. Yeah. But I see these things and I get jealous of them. And I'm like, why are you so jealous? Like you don't even want this. Yeah. And so I think really kind of, and it takes a lot of like training and time and like, no one's perfect at it, but stopping yourself from seeking the external to understand like your inner self. Right. And instead just like taking a second to like breathe and be with yourself and understand that you have all the answers for you. And then again, building your own community of women that support you no matter what. And, and those who don't like you don't need to be around them. And you don't That's have have a reason to not no. be around them. No, I unfollow people on Instagram all, all the, the time, time because I'm like, you, I'm like no hard feelings, but like, I can't look at what you're doing anymore because this is unhealthy for me. Like unfollow. Goodbye.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and I, one of the things that I have heard from y'all is that this is not to say that men don't go through. Correct. Correct. Things. Correct. However, um, women, have been socialized oftentimes by our peers that being confident like the whole song what's wrong with being confident that's a terrible condition of that song but you know the song
1: i appreciate the commitment though
2: yeah well it yeah midway through i realized it wasn't gonna happen but uh so like that's the thing we've been conditioned that there's something wrong with like if we're confident we're arrogant and you can't be confident and humble at the same time. And we don't look at men who are confident in the same way. I mean, some of us do, but like, we don't look at the man that is, um, you know, confident in his body and, and putting it out himself out there and stuff. And you know, like, oh, who does he think he is? Like, we typically reserve that judgment for women and it's getting better, but There has been a stigma around saying, God, I look hot today, you know, and And, saying I'm good at this. Yeah.
0: And I've gotten to the point where I'm like, you know what? Like when I'm working out and I'm like, and I have my sports bar on and I feel like I like, and I feel so powerful when I'm working out and that's when I feel my most confident. I'm like, screw it. I'm snapping a picture. And whether I post it or not, like I'm snapping a picture for myself because I feel freaking great and I don't care what anyone says. Like, I feel great. And again, like it's a feeling, not a look. This is when Mm. I feel my best. This is when I feel my most beautiful. I'm going to snap a picture and like be proud of that.
1: Yeah. I have a lot of saved selfies of myself, of workout selfies, or even just times in my life where I've been really happy and content and then you can see it on my face. And because of that, I just feel beautiful and natural because let's be honest, my type of woman is not the type of woman that that truly is comfortable and enjoys having on a lot of makeup and fake eyelashes and tight fitting clothing and tall shoes. That's not that's not who I am and, and it's never going to be. And so for me to think that I have to look that way to feel the most confident and beautiful is is a lie. And Sydney and I talk about that frequently because let's be honest, I am one of those women that I'm like, yeah, you're acting like a douchebag. Like, please stop flexing. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not here for that. Like, I'm really just here to like also grind by, but, um, but women again are shamed for that more so because it's almost expected. I feel like of men, I mean, let's Mm -hmm. go back through, through time, men flex everything. They flex their, they've always done that. And Women, we're just kind of now—it's oh, like, like
0: normalized. They literally yes. put their name on everything.
1: Yes, and yes, we and talked we about this. Talked they about this literally, literally. They put their name on everything. We don't put our name on anything. No, it's like Dave and Sons. And, and then they like, draw
0: their own anatomy on the walls on
1: everything. Can
0: right. you imagine if I like went and drew like boobs on the walls? Like we, we're just like people would assume like, it was dudes that did it. Yeah, they exactly. Would like, it was- well, they'd also
2: assume that it was like a nerdy pair of glasses with people yeah. like <laughs> right. like exactly. That.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess like we just say all that to say that, like, you're exactly right, Josie, like we expect these things of men and we encourage it Yeah. and we don't, we don't do that with women. And it's so crazy to think that it's freaking 2021 and there are mm-hmm. still women who feel like they have to be passive because that's what they were told to do.
2: Yeah. And they but don't it's a wanna... hard journey. Well, it, it is. A hard it's really
1: hard. It's still a journey for me. Like we were yesterday, yeah. we went to the, we went in to celebrate Sydney's birthday Happy and birthday. I was trying to get someone's attention. And I know about myself, if I'm trying to get your attention, my voice goes high and, and soft
2: mm-hmm. instead of
1: just me being like, Hey, can you please help me? Excuse me. And so I, I even, i I, I'm getting married. Let me give you another example. I'm getting married. It's been great, but interesting because I feel like a lot of things for weddings can be a little bit silly for sure, for sure, and I don't care about them. And so I posted something on Facebook and I was like, Hey y'all, sorry to bother. Sorry to be that girl. I need hair and makeup recommendations. And Sydney literally posted on my post and was like, stop, apologize. You don't have to apologize for asking this. This is a normal question.
2: Just There's such ask. a fear of inconveniencing somebody else in some way, because, mm-hmm. you know, we're kind of socialized to be the nurturer, the caregiver, the one that takes mm-hmm. care of things. And we're not going to put our needs out there for others to meet. And when we're talking about the, the body image thing, I did this video cause I, I was on TikTok. It's a long story how I ended up on there, but, um, <laughs> I had done like a, um, you know, rebel sports psych TikTok because I was and now I've been locked out because I can't figure out how to get back into it. But anyway, i had done this video that was meant to be like, make sure you're doing a rest day. So I did like arm day and a flex and leg day and I was just like stuff and ab day and cardio day every is every day and then rest day or something like that. I could not post it. Like, it's a really cute video and I just couldn't get it done because it was like the fear that other people were going to be like, who does she think, what is she doing? You know, like, and it's so frustrating
1: I, I just listened to another, again, Steve Harvey quote. I know we're pro lady, but I'm freaking pro Steve Harvey. I talk about him <laughs> constantly, And yeah. he just said this really insightful thing. I literally just showed this to you. Mm-hmm. He, he basically said, he goes, people's opinions of you are honestly none of your business. So don't make it your business. And I literally, again, Steve, oh, I love you, but yeah. it's so true. Yeah. Why care? Why waste your energy worrying about something that's not meant for you to know or worry about anyway.
2: Right. Exactly. And the people that, like, I want people around me that when I fall flat on my face into a pile of mud, when I come out and clean out my ears, I'm going to hear them clapping because they are so stoked that I gave it that much. Yeah. You know, like the commitment.
1: They're exhilarated. Yeah. Another yeah. excited synonym. <laughs> we're yeah. six six
2: months. they're pumped oh yeah well i'm so excited about what you guys are doing i hope that everybody um listens to it male and female alike and others and all the people i want my dog to listen to it like i want everybody to (laughs) hear (laughs) athena speaks i love too that you guys have like merch and, yes. and this is how you bought your um, mixing board and stuff, yes. for the podcast. And so kind of raising money for the podcast, but this stuff is really cute. And I am totally uh, sporting my Fluent in Athena shirt, yes. which, which one day, so uh, I was listening to the podcast. I wanted to see what y'all had. So I pulled up the website and there was the... Dr. Josie collection. (laughs) Dr. 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 Josie collection. Dr. Josie collection. I laughed so hard. I was (laughs) like, thanks guys. Thanks. And I love it because it's something that, you know, is a reminder when you're wearing it. Embrace how badass we are as women. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think about that sometimes when I'm working out and I'm really, really Oh, just, you know, having a rough day of it and <laughs> I try to run this, you know, route that we have and get it done in five minutes and everything. And somebody five minutes, what? Well, it's, it's like a, it's a little over a half mile. So it's not like the super okay. impressive, but this guy okay. passed me this morning and I wanted to yell out, I've had two kids and yes. I'm 15 years older and I'm still coming in right behind you. Yeah. Right. I'm
0: right there. I'm there right on your, signals. you hear
1: my footsteps, buddy. yes.
2: And I mean, I, I did do my credit. I did not do that. Oh. But I want more of that for us to yeah. recognize how awesome we're doing, not for a woman, but because we're doing awesome. Because because we're doing goddesses. Awesome. That's we're goddesses. Why. No,
0: and I, I- want to read. I want to read our core values. Do it. Okay. Please. We are goddesses who love and lead ourselves and others with courage, confidence, and compassion. We are goddesses who compete each day to better ourselves. We are goddesses who fiercely accept failure on our odyssey towards success. And we chose Mm. odyssey, obviously, because Athena. But also, odyssey is a long series of wanderings or adventures, especially when filled with notable experiences and hardships, Let's which go. is just so badass it's because so it's cool. like yes. your journey is going to be rocky, you know, and it's going to suck sometimes. But we're going to embrace the failures. And Lucy loves Steve Harvey. I love Zig Ziglar, yeah. and Zig Ziglar says failure is an event, not a person. And I love that so much. It is an event, not a person, and so we're going to embrace the failures because right. they're they're events. It's yeah. not you. It's something that happened yesterday ended last night and today's your brand new day. And we're going to like encourage each other as we go forward and do this. And the reason that it's specifically catered to women is because we haven't had enough of this right over the centuries and centuries and centuries that we've been women. We haven't had enough of it. And so it's time that we, that we start rising up, buckle up goddesses, buckle up goddesses. it's It's time.
2: Nice. I love it. Well, this has been awesome. I'm so glad that you guys took the time to come on United and talk about this and just share you your experiences. I love how pro therapy you guys are. Love and, therapy. Oh, love therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Open with your mental health, which yeah, I mean, the anxiety episode was like the bomb. That's hilarious. So <laughs> hilarious and relatable. Yes. Uh, so thank you for what you're doing for um for women and for men and understanding our experience more you know, for the future which is female
0: the future is female. Oh my the, gosh,
2: female is now
0: female is now love, is it. love it love yeah. it josie thanks for having yes, us yes for real thank you for lending. if you're
1: listening thank you for lending us your eardrums
0: yes we also appreciate you <laughs>
1: in. and josie really thinks also it's always great to talk with you
2: it is awesome well and hopefully um, we'll do it again soon.
1: Yes. Amen. Maybe Amen. whilst singing some songs.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: At a karaoke bar. At a karaoke bar somewhere. Yeah. And practice the bare naked lady song for you.
2: <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. We're gonna sign off using the sign off that you guys do. Woo! So, you ready? Yes. Yes. And
1: OGs? Oh, geez. OGs. Oh, geez. We're out. We're out.
2: Again, a huge thank you to Lucy Pater and Sydney Eddy, as well as our producer, Graham Doty, and our editor, Chelsea Battle. If you're struggling at this time, please reach out to a licensed mental health professional in your area, and we want to hear from you about topics that you want to hear about. So reach out to us at info at and let us know what would be helpful for you or your fellow athletes to hear about. Share this podcast with anyone you believe would be helped by it. Subscribe to it, rate it, and then review it because that helps other athletes find the podcast. If you'd like to know more about Holinsky's Hope, including how to donate to help with all that they're doing to support student-athlete mental health and reduce the stigma that surrounds mental illness, visit www.holinskyshope.org. Please take care of yourself, please take care of others, and always have hope. <music> Thank you.